Blog Talk Radio. We believe in the American way, and we built this country called the USA, and we fly our flag because we're proud and free, we're Americans. Red, white, and blue is our way of life, we never back down from a challenge or a fight, nature provides, God gives the rights, we're Americans. Make up America, but it's amazing America. Welcome to our Convention of States podcast, That Provident Article. This podcast series is a weekly discussion concerning the fifth article of the United States Constitution, the amending provision, with a general view on the phrase Convention for Proposing Amendments and specific focus on the Convention of States project. My name is Paul Hodson. I am the co-director here in the great state of Texas. Each week we meet to educate ourselves on Article 5 to promote the Convention of States project and its use of Article 5 to reign in our federal government. For more information regarding the Convention of States project, I invite you to visit www.conventionofstates.com. Later in the show, if opportunity allows, our call-in number is 914-205-5632. Further contact information is available at blogtalkradio.com for that Provident article. We want to thank Madison Rising, America's most patriotic rock band, endorsers of the Convention of State project, for the use of all the music here on our episodes of That Provident Article. Please visit their website at www.madisonrising.com. And a quick review as we begin our show, Article 5 of the U.S. Constitution is available there in full on blogtalkradio.com on our site. We particularly look at that phrase, Convention for Proposing Amendments, as initiated by the applications of two-thirds of the state's legislatures. And we want to point out the subject matter of our application at the Convention of States. Three points. Impose fiscal restraints on the federal government, limit the power and jurisdiction of the federal government, and limit the terms of office for its officials and for members of Congress. And good morning, patriots around the nation, and a great June 11th morning to us all. I ask you to bear with me as I'm a little bit tired, but we're going to go ahead with the Convention of States podcast this morning. I want to direct you, first of all, we didn't get a chance for any news last week, and this week we are going to look at just a little bit of news. The news that's happening is not a lot because sessions around the nation, the legislative sessions, are beginning to wind down. But I point out to you once again, you can go to the conventionofstates.com news blog site. The link is up on our slide that we have available on Blog Talk Radio. Also, your states have their own uh, COS action blog, and you can go to those, those blogs at www.cosaction.com backslash, and then just put in your state name. Or if you just go to www.cosaction.com, it will actually display the flags of the 50 states. Select one, and you will get to their COS action blog. And the states are available uh, or are responsible for keeping updated their own blog site. So you may get a variety of information. If you are curious about what's going on in a, in a particular state, even if it's not your own, you can go there. You can see contact information for the leadership in that state. A reminder of something that we mentioned several weeks ago is still ongoing. This, our social media campaign, hashtag I am for COS. That's the letter I, the letter M, the number four, 
and COS for Convention of States. Just go ahead and share a selfie of yourself holding a paper with the hashtag I am for COS, and in the comments of that, you can explain why you support COS using that hashtag. You can do that on Instagram. You can do that on Twitter. Go ahead and do that on Facebook, and we will be sifting through those, and some of those get shared on our social media sites. Pretty exciting. Another social media uh, opportunity we have, which is new, and I did not add it to the slide. I will try and update this slide because we just unveiled it this week, is on Facebook. We are using some new streaming video, and you may have caught Mark Meckler. I believe it was on Tuesday or Wednesday, I think Wednesday, in which he first did our first one, Mark Meckler Live. And you can go to the, C, the Convention of States Facebook page and scroll down and find that. And our own uh, co-director here in Texas, Tamara Colbert, she hosted one on Thursday on the Convention of States national Facebook site, and uh, Tamara, if you've seen her before, and if you haven't seen her before, is full of energy. She will get you going. She will get you excited. Uh, it's a great medium for us because as we go live on these streams, there's also the opportunity for interaction, and those pop up on the side of the screen, and we can respond to those live, and look forward to your states, each of your states hosting some of these. It's going to be uh, an exciting opportunity, we think, in the in the Convention of States to, again, share our message and, and speak up, show up, uh, stand up, all those things we do to get out the, the message of the Convention of States. We are excited about that, and uh, a, a special preview, I think there's going to be one coming to you on Wednesday from the State Capitol in Austin, and uh, we're, we're looking forward to that. Um, we will let you know ahead of time, and, and Tamara will be hosting her own constitutional coffee, hashtag constitutional coffee. She'll be doing that probably once a week, again, on the, on the Facebook page. This morning we're going to look at something that we've covered in, in different depth on several different episodes dealing with grassroots and political parties and grassroots and getting the platform planks in. We did a, a whole session on that last week on the platform, and we did a shorter version earlier in the year on the platform, one of the things we are discovering here in Texas because of the growth that we've had here is we are getting to a point in our experience in which we are understanding the next opportunity for us. And as a project of the Citizens for Self-Governance, we realize that, that we are not just here only for the Convention of States project. This is an ongoing process for the future in which we will be involved in self-governance. And we want to begin thinking in terms of how we, how we uh, change over from just being a grassroots activist to a collaborator. And a collaborator is someone who works with your, your politicians, your state legislators. And because they are so close to us, this is something we can do. Reminder of the mission statement for the Convention of States, quote, it's to urge and empower state legislators to call a Convention of States to propose amendments to the Constitution to curb the abuses of the federal government, end quote. Mission statements are supposed to be short, to the point, and that's it. The, the urging is really that grassroots activism. That's how you urge a state legislator you know, you make phone calls, you send emails, 
you rally your grassroots support to come and show up at their offices or to come down to the Capitol, all those things, we have calls to action in which we may have a, a surge of these type of emails and phone calls. That's urging. That's grassroots activism. Empowering state legislators, state legislators is a little bit of a crossover. We, we begin to uh, move into that area in which we are helping them side by side. So it's, it's not enough to empower state legislators just through activism by being there and uh, giving phone calls. Uh, we need to be able to stand with them, provide support for them, educate them, and we need to encourage them, the, the men and women who have stood up as state legislators and have decided that they wish to represent a portion of their state. They're going to represent their community. And we need to have the opportunity, and we have the opportunity through the Convention of States to build these relationships. So we're going to speak to that. Slide two, um, previous episodes, as I said, we've referenced exerting influence on state legislators, but we're going to go beyond that now. How do we move beyond just influencing into a role where we, where we are a collaborator with our state legislators? And we want to, we want to commit to cultivating relationships in our local political arena, and we want to commit to cultivating relationships with our state legislators and their staff, and we want to consider expanding beyond our local borders. So we're speaking today to those who are in leadership and who have been volunteering around the states, and uh, full disclosure, I'm actually speaking more so to Texas than anyone else because we are in a we are in a time where we are getting ready to transition ourselves, not just as a grassroots activism, but to begin to truly begin a collaborative effort with our state legislators. And we are just beginning to kick this off. Uh, in the last few days, we've had some conversations at the state executive level, and we believe that we are at this point. Texas, we have so many volunteers. And we have so much momentum, especially from the governor and from the, the Republican Texas Convention, which we just had last month, that it is time for us to truly begin to be uh, collaborators, to work with our state legislators and helping them out. So bullet by bullet, we're going to consider these. Committing to cultivating relationships in your local political arena. And we've discussed these before. Uh, it seems to be a little bit uh, – there's hesitation at times from people who are involved in political activism. Either the hesitation is just because they don't trust the party, which I understand. It's because they haven't done this before, which I also understand. Or it's because the local party itself has given them grief. Uh, various reasons that people give – one of the things I always ask myself is how important is the Convention of States to me? Is it important enough for me to go outside of my own little box, to go completely outside my comfort zone, and trust me, what I am doing is so far outside my comfort zone, uh, it would make people's heads spin if they knew me from any other walk of life. But the, but the ways in which you can cultivate it, and I'm just given a few, there are certainly others, attend your local party meetings, and consider serving with your local party, and there are great opportunities there. One of the things I did very early on, and uh, eight years ago was when I first became even a little bit active with the party. I did – my wife and I did a block walk for local commissioner's court uh, – uh, precinct uh, – commissioner's precinct 
just county commissioner. That's what I want to say. County commissioner. We were introduced to this man and uh, believed that he was the right person for that job. And my wife and I, on, on a few different Saturdays, block walked. You, you just knock on doors, you introduce yourself, and that you're representing this particular person who's running for office. You probably have some literature with you that you can leave. It's a great opportunity to meet people in your community, to put yourself out, and to get connected with some people in the party. Uh, they will know who you are. You will then attend meetings, and they will recognize you. Some great opportunities. I've served as an election clerk since 2010. That's a very satisfying job for me. It is an opportunity to be in a very nonpartisan position uh, as an election judge, uh, and the the party and the mechanisms at your secretary of state's office and then your local offices, they are always looking for volunteers, people to help out, and it's actually not completely volunteer. You get paid a little bit of money. It's not great pay, but it's it's money for your effort that you're spending a whole day helping manage an election and really the the very foundation of of our nation as a representative republic, our ability to go and vote for our representation. You have opportunities very local at the lowest level as precinct chair. We've talked about that before. The type of influence you can have just as a precinct chair, these local political parties, there aren't a lot of people normally involved in these. If you get yourself involved as a precinct chair, and you may be asked, if you start showing up and there isn't a precinct chair in your precinct, this is what happened to me. You'll be asked, hey, would you like to do that? Consider that and take them up on it. You will have opportunity to weigh in on matters which will concern you in your local community and in the state and in the nation. You will have opportunity to cast a vote for in your local party, and you will have opportunity, obviously, to bring up issues which concern you, such as convention of states. It will give you a platform from which to speak and from which to uh, almost at any time air and, and air your views or air some new news which we have from Convention of States. And you can always ask your county chair, I'd like a couple minutes to speak at the next meeting. Uh, here's what's going on with the Convention of States in the, in the state. Here's what's going on with our representative. Here's what's going on with our state senator. Anything which might be news which, which the local party wants to know or needs to know. I mentioned earlier that you can support local candidates. You can do block walking, phone banks, all the local parties, and then the larger the larger groups, which are, might be to your county level or even some type of regional level. There are phone banks available, and the technology has gotten to the point where a lot of times you can do that from your home, the phone banks. You can't do block walking from your, from your home. Good old shoe leather is the nuts and bolts of politics and of campaigning, and nothing beats getting out and meeting people face-to-face -face and having an opportunity to interact with them and explain why you support a candidate and why you think they should support the same candidate. And you can serve on committees. There are various committees throughout the year within the local party or within your local community. Uh, they may be hosting some type of festival, depending on the holidays. You know, Fourth of July is coming up, and there are always something going on when you're local in your city or in your your county level, and they need people to help organize those. The parties themselves have their own different events. They may have fundraising events. 
There may be times where there needs to be a committee just for your building in which you can serve there. Again, these are opportunities to participate and to build. You will build relationships, and you will be serving your community. Think in those type of terms. This is not something just because I want to cultivate a relationship. You're doing this because this is something you believe in. So don't don't take it as I'm going to go block walk for somebody even though I don't support them. Find a candidate you support. There's great opportunities, and there are some great, great patriots who run for office in various elections each election cycle. You can find people to support, and they get a handful of people doing block walking for them. Even if they may not have the money going against an opponent, that can swing an election. And where this really comes into play is at the very, very local level. School boards especially, you can have a great influence at that level. And outside of the, the political party meetings, you, you have your other local grassroots meetings. You know, the Convention of States is not uh, – it is its own entity, but we aren't the only lo- local grassroots out there. You want to be able to interact with people from Tea Party groups, 912 groups. Uh, political parties sometimes have clubs which they organize, which are not official members of the political party. They get a little more leeway on some things. Uh, a lot of the political parties have women's clubs specifically. Get get your wives or your girlfriends or your moms involved in the women's clubs. You yourself, if if you're a male like myself, you can even get invited to speak at, at these clubs. So interact, cultivate relationships there. There is so much overlap in these groups as, as you attend your local meetings. You will find you are bumping into the same people over and over again. And this also allows you to build relationships, and it's all about relationships. We had a a call a few months ago statewide, and I remember Mark Meckler being on, and and he he said it's really about building relationships here. So from a grassroots level, we are trying to build up our support, and we are continuing to do that here in Texas. And I know around the nation, all the rest of you in, in Convention of States, you're building up your numbers of supporters. But we're going to be ready at some point, and each of these states are going to be ready at some point to start transitioning into moving people into positions in which they have some influence besides, again, just banging on somebody's door, knocking, knocking on a window, you know, making phone calls, sending emails, an opportunity to actually be side-by-side side with them and helping them, and they, you will earn some trust, and it will be well-earned. Next slide, slide four, we talk about committing to cultivating relationships with your state legislators and their staff. This is really specifically, well, it works for any grassroots organization, but Convention of States folks, this is our bread and butter. These are the people who vote. We have legislation that that they are voting on. Different grassroots organizations have different focuses. Some of them focus on multiple pieces of legislation. Some of them are doing a lot of education on what it means to be a constitutional republic or various uh, other information such as that, we have some very, very specific things we are trying to do, and that's to pass our resolution in 34 states, and we need the state legislators. So district captains, and this is especially here in Texas, uh, we are going to be moving along and striving to make sure that you become the point of contact for your state legislators for the Convention of States. And as an example, uh, you need to be the example as the leader in your district. Your volunteers need to know that you are the one they can go to 
to make contact with the state legislator. Uh, here in Texas, it's, it's, we have state representative and state senators. Uh, other places that might be an assemblyman or a delegate. It depends on what they are called. You need to, to make those contacts, and you need to do that. We just The previous slide gave some great examples of places you can do that, but you also need to be contacting their local offices regularly. You may see them at local events, but make sure you're keeping in contact with their offices and with the staff. The staff are the people who are going to actually make and break your relationships with your legislators, unless you're actually somehow friends with legislators. And that's not something that which is necessarily common. If, if you can find a district captain or if you are a district captain who is a friend with a legislator, that's even better. But it is the staff which, again, they are with the legislators day in and day out. If you have influence with them and if you have uh, a, built a relationship with them in which they know who you are, they know who you represent, they know who to ask when they have questions about Convention of States or Article 5 in general or some of the opposition which comes up. You've left them a card or you've left them some type of contact information and they can get a hold of you. That is very, very helpful to them. You want to keep your legislators informed about Convention of States activity. They are your first call when there is significant COS news. You know, they, they want to be told and you want to be the one who's known as, uh, hey, that, that person from Convention of States just called, Senator, and they, they let us know that uh, here's what's going on in uh, Montana this week. They're having uh, uh, committee hearings, and uh, there's a lot of activity, and it looks it's looking really good in Montana. Something like that, or specifically if it's in your state, something that might be happening, an event, a town hall in which your senator or your representative may very well want to attend, you certainly want to let them know about those things as, as quickly in advance as you can. And one thing we really want to encourage our district captains and our volunteers and, and our state leaders, get to the capital. Get to your capital. Make at least one trip to your state capital during a session. Coordinate with your state leaders. They will have events in which they are going down to pass out material. There are certainly going to be opportunities to testify at hearings. You want to go down and knock on doors and visit various uh, legislators' offices. Certainly when you go down, I make it a point every time I'm in Austin here in Texas to go to my representatives and my senator's office and to once again introduce myself to the staff there. Most of these offices in, in different states have local offices where you live, and they have offices at the Capitol. You want to get to know the people at the Capitol. And if they can put a face to the, people, to the person who's been calling them on the phone over and over, they appreciate that. You want them to get to know who you are and to be on a, a first-name basis in which you call them and they recognize who you are and who it is you want to speak with. And a vast majority of the time when you're calling, it's going to be, I need to speak to you, your chief of staff, whoever that person's name is. I would like to speak with the legislative director, you know, a policy advisor, someone like that. You are rarely going to be asking and saying, I need to speak with the senator. I need to speak with the, my representative. Um, those are opportunities which are typically going to come from the other direction when they need to speak with you. But the staff, they're there to hear you, and you will have great opportunities speaking with them and be able to influence and, and to collaborate. And we'll get to the collaboration point here in a minute. Uh, consider expanding beyond your local borders. The next slide, slide five. 
So as you can block walk locally and phone bank, you can do the same thing for more regional or state candidates. I did this in 2012. We had, or 2014, 2014, we had a state senator running in that position in which Wendy Davis, who decided to run for governor, uh, we wanted to take that position back. So we did a block walk and a block walk for Senator Connie Burton. She's senator now. And we had a lot of grassroots come out and support her. And, and when we had that meeting to have that block walk, uh, I had a chance to talk with my state senator. And he was there as well. And we talked about convention of states. I ran into several state representatives, got to speak with them very quickly about convention of states, people who supported, people who are on the fence. It's opportunities to meet and you will be uh, you will have these opportunities over and over if you put yourself out there. Attend grassroots meetings in adjacent communities. Again, the 912 groups, the Tea Party groups, any of the clubs which meet. And support your fellow CUS volunteers in other districts at their presentations and events. When you're giving a presentation, it is great to have people in your audience who are ready to support you, who may be able to back you up, especially when you get into a Q&A type of environment. Uh, different perspectives that they can bring. It's always encouraging to have fellow volunteers out there, and it's great to meet people from around the state who are also involved. Uh, I'm about to finish up. I know I've got a caller on the line, and I will get to you in just a moment. So what is a collaborator? Uh, when the legislators begin seeking your advice or knowledge on convention of states, and that will happen as you get to know them, and when they begin to share their knowledge that they've found about the convention of states, this happened with my state rep, uh, fairly early on in the process, before he'd even gone down to Austin, he had some information. They start looking for things. If they're interested in Article 5, as information comes across their desk or through email, it, they will begin to pay attention to it as you've built the relationship. And he let me know about uh, a, an interesting story, and I'm not going to dive into it now. Um, but at that point, you know that they have been paying attention. And when the staff, when their staff gets to know who you are and what your organization represents, You've, you've crossed over into where you're beginning to collaborate. That doesn't mean you're sitting down and writing legislation. It means you're helping and encouraging and empowering those state legislators, and you are letting them know that you are behind them, that, that you have their back, and that there's a whole army that has their back. Our reminders we always give out to our leadership team and really to all of our volunteers, be nice and be professional. Uh, that goes a long ways. We are not there to be abusive or to berate them if they haven't voted a way we want to. We are there to always engage in a professional manner and be knowledgeable. Um, and if you don't know the answer, you know, admit that to them, but go get the answer and do that work and, and find out and get them the information that they've asked for. Results that you'll have, our last slide, and then we'll jump to our caller. You're going to meet some amazing patriots as you do this. And you're going to find yourself with opportunities to meet people that you never expected to meet and to share about the Convention of States. You're going to be opening doors to presentations, status updates at regular meetings. You're, you will have those opportunities to be able to come at almost a moment's notice. Hey, I'd like to say something real quick about Convention of States. Hey, I'd like to promote an event which is coming up in a week or two if I could. And you're going to have personal satisfaction at being involved in all these things. Okay, I'm going to go to my caller. Uh, your last Four digits are 9426, and you are on the line. And who are we speaking with? Hey, Paul. It's Cliff from uh, District Captain from New York. I spoke to you a few weeks ago. Yes, Cliff. Yes, Cliff. How are you doing, buddy? 
Great, great. Yeah, I just wanted to thank you again for wonderful broadcast. I learn a lot each week. Um, I oh, think well, I told you, you last time I have had a chance to meet many of your district captains in Texas this past winter, and really, really good people. Really uh, enjoyed meeting them. I got to meet uh, Bert and uh, Bill from Houston and several of the people up in Dallas for the, the big conference. So definitely want to encourage people in Texas to, to get involved. Great, great community. Well, you, you uh, that is encouraging to me, and it's great to hear you call. And as I know, we've messaged back and forth. We're going to have you on at some point to discuss your, your COS project rally that you do on Twitter because uh, we, we probably want to devote a whole episode to that and, and you promoting and how that works because I get a little confused on how that works, and I actually use Twitter, and I've, I've tried to be out there before. Um, we have volunteers who always want to know what they can do, and that's a, that's a great thing that we can plug them in. Yes, yes, so, I do uh, interact with a lot of people in small towns that, that don't have the same opportunities to uh, get out there and in the general public. So the Twitter rallies and, and Facebook are both great great opportunities to uh, to get a lot of people involved. Yes. Well, Cliff, I appreciate you calling in, and uh, my, my clock is about to run out. I, I have the free version of Blog Talk Radio, which gives me 30 minutes, and that's about all I can do with uh, without getting worn out. Actually, unfortunately, I can actually talk a lot longer than this, but um, because there's so much information on Article 5. But I appreciate you calling in again, and we will touch base at some point probably in the next couple months to uh, promote the Twitter rally that, that, you, uh, that you are working uh, with the PG. So we'll talk to you again later, Cliff, and, and everyone, I appreciate appreciate you listening in, and we'll talk to you next week on That Provident Article, the COS Podcast. Thank you all. Have a great week.